Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to episode 383 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill. Hello, Adam. How's it going? Good. How are you? We're in the middle of quite a busy time. Yeah, we are. I mean, you more so than me. Meh. But yeah, um, I'm good. It is October, so we're doing scary book things. Of course, naturally. Um, If you hung out with us on Monday with Elvis Duran, thanks for joining us. That was really fun. That was fun. Uh, If you didn't hang out with us i believe we're gonna have the audio for that as an episode on monday um had some technical difficulties but i think we're in the clear and then if you're listening to this on thursday when it comes out and you're in the northeast ohio area i hope you're coming to see us with jojo Moyes, or all the places you're gonna be all the places i'll be yeah do you want to you can oh so i just have um yeah where am i gonna be this month it's a lot um (laughs) well at this point i'm sort of halfway through some of my events i have a lot of i have a book out in case y'all didn't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah spoiler alert joe's not just like going places to talk if you didn't know that um yes i've been doing author events over the past couple of months for my book reading behind bars let's see this saturday the 12th i will be at um the chardon branch of geaga county library for their indie author day um Next Friday, the 18th, I will be speaking at the Dynamic Women Succeed uh, conference. I'm giving a talk on public speaking. It is called the Non-People Person's Guide to Public Speaking, a.k.a. how to talk to people when you don't really like people. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the most chill thing I've ever heard. No, you guys can see my face because, like, as you were saying that, I was like, so ex- that's exactly... Okay, yeah, ugh. non-people person's guide to public speaking. Um, the 26th, I will actually be in Ann Arbor. So yeah. I'm going to Michigan at the Westgate branch. And then on October 29th, I'll be at the Madge uh, Utes branch of Stark County Library in Canton. So, so that's everything for October. <laughs> and it's on your website, right? If people want to see that. It is on my website, jillgrunewald.com slash events. So... If you're wondering at all in the next couple of weeks, if there's an episode where you just hear me or like me and <laughs> some of our friends, but not Jill, it's not because we're mad at each other. It's because Jill probably needs a break from speaking to people. Um, I like the speaking part, but yeah. just coordinating <laughs> this month, this month. Well, I was telling you that earlier this week, I did. I realized I will be out of town three weekends in a row and that I somehow did not realize that. Yeah. Like in my brain, I was like, weekend one and weekend two are back to back. And then weekend two and weekend three are back to back. <laughs> and I just didn't really make the leap between weekends mm-hmm. one, two, and three. Yeah. So I was looking at my calendar. I was like, oh, I'm out of town three weekends in a row. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, I will be out of town in the middle of November, but I'm going to Vegas like you had just yeah. gone to. So that's not for work. Um, I don't is that think... tea you're drinking? It is that's tea. It's like really strong. Yeah, tea. I'm drinking a, um, this time of year, I drink lots and lots of tea. 
at home it has whiskey in it because it, sure, it's course. hot toddy season. Um, it is a apple. It's a winter spice mm-hmm, tea. Mm-hmm. Sure, we'll give that them a smells, plug. That smells about right. Yeah, from Twinnings. Yeah. Um, it's like their winter spice tea. They make a really good chai tea too. Yeah, well, as they make and they make a pumpkin chai, but it's they like do. super strong. Um, so yeah, for all of those not in the room, it's like on the other side of the room. So I yeah, well, I have a Yeti mug and. Um, I took the top off of it because it works too well. It never gets cool enough sure. to drink. And I understand. some of the hot water at the overdrive offices is like boiling it's hot. It's like scalding hot water. So yeah. I'm glad that like you don't dislike I did, don't dislike it, but it was just this moment of what do I... It's very prevalent. Yeah. When I tried to take a sip and the, it was so hot that um, it fogged up my, my glasses. Sure, so I, sure. So I let that cool down for a minute. Um, that's all the behind the scenes baseball stuff. Uh, I feel like on Monday's episode for Elvis, we will do like an intro just because I have so many fun things I want to say about him because he's just a great person. So we'll get to that then. But today, um, it's October. Like I said, spooky season, as everyone is saying on, on Twitter. And that, I like that just be- became a thing this year where everyone is officially calling it like spooky season and he's nah, spelling it. Kind of yeah, but like they're using it like spelling it like S Z N, like spooky season. Oh, I've not it's, seen that yet. Yeah, it's all, it's all over the place. Um, so we're going to go back and forth and just give you some kind of scary book read type of thing, just like we do at the end of the month. Um, but these are going to be all horror. And I picked ones that all came out in 2019. Me too. That's what we discussed. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm having a day. Um, I didn't pick any Stephen King. I did not either. So a Stephen King-free horror episode. So you're welcome. Although several of mine, I think, have book blurbs. Oh, my. One, <laughs> at least one of mine definitely does. <laughs> I feel like Stephen King has two things he does all year. He writes his books. And then he does book blurbs. And then he does book blurbs, yeah. In addition to all of the producing that he does on all these various uh, shows and and movies and things. Um, Would you like to start while I try to take a sip of this boiling hot tea? Sure. So I'm going to start with The Invited by Jennifer McMahon. I think I talked about this back in April when it first came out or was on our April books list. But um, this book freaked me out. So... This is about Helen and Nate, who have decided to leave the comforts of suburbia and take up residence on uh, 44 acres of uh, rural land, where they decide to basically build a house from scratch. (laughs) And um, they discover when they get there that this property has a very dark and violent past about a woman, um, Hattie, who had lived there and died um, a century ago. And Helen, the uh, the wife of the couple, decides that as part of the building of the house, she's going to um, basically reclaim wood and other construction bits uh, like bricks, um, beams and all that stuff from places, you know, like source stuff from around the community. And um, things start getting weird <laughs> when she starts putting in these, you know, beams from an old school room and a mantle from a farmhouse things just start getting weird it's like there are spirits attached to these things and um if you're on the middle of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a creepy book yeah it was a creepy book i do remember now when you started talking about it, i do remember you talking about this book yep because it's like a haunted house book but it's like building a haunted building house. a haunted house yeah it's basically what is happening just... and it's it's creepy um yeah, that was on my list. There's so many things on our list. We do these monthly book book pick things, and um, I put a lot of the books on hold that you talk about or that I talk about that I haven't had early access to, 
and then because they're usually pretty popular, I forget about them. And then like six months later, because mm-hmm. my wife and I share a library card on Libby because Cuyahoga County where we sure. live, you can do like 50 books. And um, a book will come and be like downloaded and she'll be like, did you borrow this? And I genuinely can't remember. I, like we have long conversations over which yeah. one of us borrowed it. So that was one of them. Um, my first one, I think I also talked about earlier this year, is Teeth in the Mist by Don Kurtagich. Uh, Don was one of our like first guests on the show, and she's just a wonderful person. And she's this bright, bubbly, outgoing, <laughs> charming human who writes the darkest uh, horror, which I've since learned is kind of standard mm-hmm. for horror writers. They, they get all their weirdness out, as uh, Carrie Maniscalco told me. So this is... Um, a genre bending but definitely a horror forward book Um, and it was inspired by the legend of Faust and so what it is is there is like a a preface that opens with a time before time and this monk learns about the devil's tongue and speaks basically the devil's language out loud and what ends up happening is it causes repercussions for a generation so the story itself the kind of main story is There's three different people taking three different timelines, but it's all centered around this Medwin Medwin Mill House. So the first one is a 16-year-old photography enthusiast, Zoe. Uh, She's been fascinated with, like, the haunted, burnt-out ruins of this place for as long as she can remember. So she runs away and explores them, um, but they can't figure out if they're really alone. And then there's another timeline in 1851 where there's this person named Rowan who arrives at the mill house as a ward, uh, one of three, always something to hide from their new guardian. And um, then Rowan realizes she's kind of connected to this ancient secret. And then in 1583, Hermione, good job, Dawn, um, who is a new young bride, accompanies her husband to the north to North Wales where he plans to build what ends up being Medwin Mill House. And so... All three of these stories are connected, and you're never really sure how until the very end. Um, if you've read anything by Dawn, The Dead House, or In the Trees Crept In, you know that it's going to be a little bit psychological, and it's going to mess with you a lot. So, Well, sure. Yeah. So uh, Teeth in the Mist is really, really, really good, really creepy. Okay. My next one is Imaginary Friend by Stephen Chbosky. This is, of course, the author of The Perks of Being a Wallflower, although this is most definitely not a young adult novel. <laughs> I feel like everything I read about it, they're like, not YA. <laughs> yep, I agree. Um, also, I think he was in town last Literally night, like last Tuesday night. night for why, by the time this airs. Yeah, uh-huh. he was in town Tuesday night. Okay, so um, an imaginary friend, single mother Kate is on the run. She is um, determined to improve the life for her and her son, Christopher. So she flees an abusive relationship in the middle of the night, taking Christopher with her. And together they find themselves drawn to the tight-knit community of Millgrove, Pennsylvania. At first, everything seems fine, and then Christopher vanishes. For six days, he's gone. No one can find him. And then he emerges from um, the woods at the edge of town unharmed. However, he returns with a voice in his head only he can hear, and with a mission only he can complete. Build a treehouse in the woods by Christmas, or his mother and everyone in town will never be the same again. So that sounds fine. Here's how jumbled my brain is right now. Until the very end of that description, I didn't realize that I had put that on our October book list like three <laughs> weeks ago. Yeah. I was just like, 
this sounds really good. And then you got to the end, I was like, it sounds so good that I I also wanted to put it. And I, yeah, and I, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I just looked up, I also have it on hold. So Yeah, good job. Oh, good man. job. Also, holy crap, this is a really big week for CCPL. Jeez. Yes, it is. Um, my next one, I know I've talked about it a little bit earlier in the year, and I don't really have to talk about it too much, but it's Suspicious Minds by uh, Gwenda Bond, and it's a prequel novel for Stranger, Stranger Things. And it's less, like, super creepy horror, but if you're wanting, like, maybe an introduction to horror, like, if you're a fan of Stranger Things and you like to be a little scared, but not, like, can't sleep at night horror, um, this is really good. Suspicious Minds is a... It's a prequel, and it's like an official Stranger Things novel, so it's canon in the story, and it introduces you to Eleven's uh, mother and how Eleven ended up being where she was at the very start of the series. So really, really good. Um, and there's lots of fun little drop-in things about Hawkins and stuff that if you're a fan of the show, you'll be like, oh, hey, I know what they're talking about. So that's good. Very, very good. Uh, Suspicious Minds by Gwenda Bond. And it's the first in a series. I believe they're going to be doing a couple. And I think another one actually may have come out since this one did, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, Yeah, uh, Darkness on the Edge of Town, I think. Yeah, so there's two Stranger Things books, at least. And now that I'm looking at it, guys, there's so many. Actually, there's several of these. I think there's a lot, yeah. Yeah, there are. But Suspicious Minds is the one that I have read, so... That's the one I'll talk about. There you go. All right. My next one is Growing Things by Paul Tremblay. <sighs> okay. So where I... You, where did you hear about this? Uh, well, no, I've read Paul Tremblay's books. Okay. But um, uh, I, I, I read A Head Full of Ghosts, and that was just, like, terrifying. And I know that um, we have some colleagues here. Um, one of the Shannons is a very big Paul Tremblay fan. Um, and so... Yeah, so this is actually he write he's written novels in the past. This is a collection of um, stories that, speaking of Stephen King blurbs, Stephen King said is one of the best collections of the twenty first century. Um, so it is nineteen pieces of short fiction, and some of them tie to um, some of his novels. Some are sort of just standalone. Uh, but yeah, so if you're looking, so if like a novel, like a scary story, like a big long novel is a little too much for you, you know, short fiction might be the way to go because it's shorter, obviously. You can just like get through it quicker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I find that there, I feel like there's a lot of horror anthologies. Maybe this is just Probably. me like actively seeing them. I don't know. I also own a few, which maybe is why That's, I'm like projecting in my own brain. It might be it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the reason I, Mallory is a huge Paul Tremblay oh, fan, okay. and I think they're friends as well. And like, sure. like anytime I listen to their podcast, she's talking. I, I think he's been on Reading Glasses talking about his his books. So that was why I was wondering. Oh if no, she it's had not told Mallory. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is Petra's Ghost by C. S. O. Sinead. Apologies if I got that last name wrong. It looks Irish, so I'm not sure always how to pronounce that. Um, so this one is one I haven't read yet, but it looks to me like it's a horror story, kind of like on the run, almost like Zombieland, so which is I'm very into. So a woman has vanished on the Camino de Santiago, the ancient 500-mile pilgrimage that crosses northern Spain. Daniel, an Irish expat, walks the lonely trail carrying his wife Petra's ashes along with the damning secret of how she really died. When he teams up to walk with sporty California girl Ginny, she seems like the perfect antidote his grieving heart 
But a nightmare figure begins to stalk them, and his mind starts to unravel from the horror of things he cannot explain. Twists and turns echo along the ancient path they walk upon, and the line starts to blur between reality and madness. So uh, that is Petra's ghost. And again, CSO Sinead is how I'm going to try and guess that name. So my next one is Salvation Day by, I think it's Callie Wallace. Zahara knew every detail of the plan. So House of Wisdom was a massive exploration vessel and had been abandoned by the government of Earth a decade earlier when a deadly virus broke out and killed everyone on board in a matter of hours. That sounds great. And (laughs) But now it could belong to her people if they are bold enough to take it. All they need to do is kidnap Jess Winder, the sole survivor of the tragedy and the last person whose genetic signature could allow entry to the spaceship. But what Zahara and her crew could not know was what awaited for them on the ship. A terrifying secret buried by the government. (laughs) A threat uh, to all of humanity that lay sleeping alongside the orbiting dead. And then they come along and wake it up. I mean, there's like... (laughs) First we have outbreaks. Outbreaks Uh is like a whole thing. And Mm -hmm. now you're like trapped on a spaceship kind of thing. Which is just two (laughs) layers there. Love a trapped on a spaceship. Right? Yeah, those are... That's like Alien right there. Yeah, I was going to say, that's like Alien has become its own, like, uh, genre because the movie was so good. That sounds wonderful. I mean, did you ever read The Hot Zone about the Ebola? That book is... No. Terrifying. Is there a book version of Outbreak? Like, the movie Outbreak? I think it was based on a book, I believe. I was thinking maybe it was that book, but I'm also just wildly (laughs) guessing because... No, it wasn't Outbreak... Outbreak was the monkey. No, no, I'm aware. But I feel like it is a... It's a Michael Crichton book. No, wait. It was, no, no, it was a Robin Cook. Michael Crichton wrote The Andromeda Strain. So, yeah, it was... Um, I think Outbreak might have been inspired by the... Yeah, it was inspired by the Ebola virus. Um, Man. That sounds so good. Yeah. Outbreak on a... Yeah. Yeah. Outbreak on a spaceship. There's nowhere to go. Uh, there's nowhere to go. That's just... <laughs> That's like when we were talking about uh, the other day when Andrew was in here and we were she was talking about the the mermaid yes the book with the Mariana Trench and the mermaids, um, there's just no there's just so much water above you like space there's just so much space around you, you there's no, nowhere to go nowhere to go uh-huh. and you don't know what's out there no just like you don't know what's at the bottom of the ocean well yeah other than aliens well obviously in both, in both places. other than aliens yeah in both places don't tell me those fish that are like light up glow-in-the-dark aren't aliens octopi we had a whole conversation oh yeah that's right they're they're wild there's no way that they aren't aliens um okay my next one is just smooth transitions Mm -hmm. uh the plague stones by james brogdon uh after a brutal break-in leaves her family traumatized trish Feenan jumps at the chance at a fresh start in a charming historic community i bet it doesn't stay that way uh but in the back garden of her new cottage it's an unsettling reminder of past wrongs a standing stone once one of the markers that kept plague sufferers outside the village bounds its power is renewed every year in a ritual that seems to be more than just local oddity as the Fiendans settle in, they experience unexplained accidents accom- uh, accompanied by sightings of a girl who vanishes into thin air. It, soon's, it soon becomes obvious that there's a reason traditions must not slip. So we've got <laughs> what sounds like a spooky plague outbreak situation. And also, this is also this feels another like one of those, you move into a house and you can't get away because sure. you just moved into that house and yeah. there's no way for you to escape it. So Yeah, that's, that's always fine. Yeah, it's the really plague fine. stones. 
by James Brogdon. Nothing wrong there. Mm-mm, totally fine. Um, my next one is Inspection by uh, Josh Mallerman. So he wrote Bird Box and Unbury Carol. So in this one, Jay is one, and I do think I talked about this in the monthly episode um, before it came out. But Jay is one of only 26 students, all of whom think of the school's enigmatic founder as their father. Jay's peers are the only family he has ever had. The students are being trained to be prodigies of art, science, and athletics, and their life at the school is all they know and all they are allowed to know. But Jay suspects there is something out there beyond the pines that the founder doesn't want them to see, and he's beginning to ask questions. What is the real purpose of this place? Why can the students never leave? And what secrets is their father hiding from them? These are all very good questions. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, on the other side of the forest in the school very much like Jay's, a girl named Kay is asking the same questions. Jay has never seen a girl, and Kay has never seen a boy. As Kay and Jay work together to investigate the secrets of their two strange schools, they come to discover something even more mysterious, each other. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I do remember that being one that's that I really wanted me to check out as well. Um, my next one is The Monster of Ellenhaven by Jennifer Geisbrecht. Again, apologies for the name. I told Joe before we started recording, I did not do myself any favors <laughs> on the names of the authors that I needed to say. Uh, so this is a story that takes place in the city of Ellenhaven. And <clears throat> it's on the edge of an ocean, uh, racked by plague. A lot of plague in my books, I'm mm-hmm, now realizing mm-hmm. this. Racked by plague, abandoned by the South, stripped of industry and left to die. Uh, but not everything dies so easily in this city. A thing without a name stalks it, a thing shaped like a man with a dark heart and long, pale fingers yearning to wrap around throats. A monster who cannot die. His frail master sends him out on errands, twisting him with magic, crafting a plan too cruel to name, while the monster's heart grows fonder and colder and more coming. Uh, more cunning. The, uh, these monsters of Eldenhaven will have their revenge on everyone who wronged the city, even if they have to burn the world to do it. Um, so, and the the one this jumped out at me because the cover is is really really fun. It's they use negative space really well to kind of show what this monster might look like. So, it's the monster of Ellenhaven. Maybe plague books are a new trend. Yeah, and if not, they're like a new trend in my brain apparently because all of these jumped out to me. Okay, so I have another move into a weird house thing. Um, (laughs) And that's always that's always (laughs) for my last one. This is the woman in the dark by Vanessa Savage. I haven't read this yet, but I just read in the description. I kind of want to go check it out right now. So um, this is about Sarah and Patrick, who are a, a married couple, and they have teenage children. And after her mom dies, Sarah spirals into depression and overdoses on sleeping pills. So Patrick decides that they all need a fresh start, and he decides that they're going to leave their home and go to his um, idyllic family home where he was raised because it has recently come up for sale. The catch is that for the past 15 years, it has become infamous as the murder house. Yeah, murder house. Because, and it's been standing empty because a family was stabbed to death within its walls. Patrick is like, oh no, it's fine. We can like bring it back to its glory and it'll be great. Everything will be great. This, the, the this is fine meme. Yeah, this is fine. We're going to move into the murder house. Everything's going to be fine. Uh, so Sarah and the, uh, is uprooted from everything she knows, and she pours her energy into painting and gardening and, you know, trying to make the uh, the home livable and nice again. Um, but there are local hints that the house is haunted. There's news that the murderer has been paroled. <laughs> Writing appears on the walls. There are, like, gifts left on the doorstep at weird nights. Oh. 
Yeah, so Sarah's like, mm, I don't know. I feel like something's not really right here. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean. That sounds really, really good. Murder house. Love a murder house. Who doesn't love a murder house? <laughs> uh, my last one is called A Cosmology of Monsters by Sean Hamill. And this, I haven't read this yet, but it's, I love this concept. So the main character's name is Noah Turner. And the description starts that Noah Turner sees monsters. And once upon a time, his father also saw them and then built a shrine to them called the Wandering Dark. It's an immersive horror experience that the whole family operates. So they're operating this creepy horror experience. And their mother has caught glimpses of some of the terrors, but doesn't believe any of it's actually real. Instead, she's trying to focus on keeping the family together from, you know, not falling apart. Uh, His eldest sister is very dramatic and vulnerable, Sydney, and she won't admit to seeing anything uh, but the beckoning glow of the spotlight until it swallows her up. So uh, it just sounds like a really fun concept of creating a horror experience whether it's a haunted house or you know haunted mansion type of a thing but then not knowing which of the like things that you set up are actually real monsters and which ones aren't and also dealing with family drama type things as well so uh, that's a cosmology of monsters and with that i think we gave you like 12 horror book recommendations uh should have said this at the beginning they're all in the show notes but you should know that by now if you're if you've been listening for a bit um you can go to professionalbooknerds.com if you want to get information about all the things we're doing at Pro Book Nerds on Twitter and Instagram. I know why I didn't do this at the beginning because I wanted you to get your stuff out so people can come see you. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Important. Um, if you want to email us and get more book recommendations, it's professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. Hope we will see you guys Friday at JoJo Moyes at the Cuyahoga County Public Library. Um, anything else you think people should know about? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so either. Um, oh, the Libraries Transform book pick is going on right now. So if you go to your library's website, uh, or library's Overdrive website, rather, or go to Libby, you will likely see a book called After the Flood, which is very similar to the library program that we do. So no wait list, no holds. Check it out. It looks really, really good. Um, so I think that's everything. Yeah? Good? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen podcasts, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Adam Sokol and Jill Grunewald, and presented by Rakuten Overdrive. For more information, visit professionalbooknerds.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.